Hi, and welcome to Bliss This House, Home Organizing with Maria Grove. I'm Maria, your host. I'm a professional home organizer with years of experience tackling clutter and helping build sustainable organizing solutions in my clients' homes. This podcast will teach you how to have fun with organizing, build good habits in your home, and a little bit of design. So let's get started. everyone and thanks for coming into the podcast. My name is Maria and I'm excited that you're here. Today I'm joined by a fellow professional organizer and we're going to geek out to all things professional organizing. Her name is Adele Lapointe and she is from Ontario, Canada and we're very excited to have her today. Her business is called Chaos to Clarity which I love. So we're going to dig into what it means to be a professional organizer and what it means to go from chaos to clarity. So welcome Adele. Hi, thank you, Maria, for having me. Oh, this is great. I'm very excited to talk to a fellow professional organizer. Uh, As I was saying earlier to you just offline, um, you know, I've I've had a a, a host of different um, guests and it's been really exciting. But, you know, this podcast is about organizing. So I'm excited to have another professional organizer on. Yeah, it would be fun. Yeah, excellent. So tell us a little bit about your business and about yourself. Okay. Um. I am mother of, of adult children and um, married and 40 years. <laughs> so we've accumulated a lot of stuff along the way, like a lot of our clients. <laughs> um, I have been in business for 18 years as a professional organizer. And I do uh, basically general organizing, meaning I do the office, residential, and um, estate clearouts. And I also um, have started to do virtual organizing, too. That's great. Did you do that because of COVID? Yeah, it was. Well, yeah, I, I, I really, honestly, did not have any interest in doing the virtual because, because a lot of my clients need that assistance and that hands-on, and I just couldn't really wrap my head around sitting there watching somebody do the work while I, I was sitting there telling them what to do. So, um, yeah, in COVID, I, I did have the opportunity to do a few of the virtual, and I thought you know what, for the right clients, this is really fun. It was, yeah. it was a lot of fun because it was a off and on. And then I would, you know, tell her what to shop for and she'd go shop and then she, we'd do another session. And yeah, it was really a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. You know, so I, I find that professional that. organizing is so much about having an accountability partner. It's like uh, hiring your best friend to come into your closet and work with you. And, Absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, that's that that in its core is the, is the basic relationship. It really should be a good relationship where you have this partner. And it's it's obviously not about judgment. It's it's a very much a judgment free zone. And, exactly. you know, and so and so it really it, virtual organizing is this new thing that we're all offering to to our clients. And it, it's interesting. It's a brave new world. It, it is. It really is. And like I say, you really have to have the right client to to have it, to do it. But if they're gung-ho and you like you say, they just want somebody accountable and somebody to, you know, kind of cheer them on. And it, it was it's really good. And then, of course, you give written reports and stuff so they can continue doing what they're doing. Yeah. So it was um, it was a lot of fun. Right. Cheerleader. That's another job. Cheerleader. That Cheerleader. That's right. Yes. <laughs> yes. Actually, they um, the doing the professional organizing, you 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 hit it right on because a lot of times I'll do um, 
I'll help clients uh, organize. And they always say, why can I not do this when you're not here? <laughs> it's always like, yeah, you're, you're, why do I have to have you here? Like they want a cardboard cover of me, you know, they joke around. And so I just want you standing there so you can tell me what to do. But um, it, you're right. It's just accountability. It's kind of that, um, you know, knowing that they're right on the wrong, on the right track and they're just, you know, go through those hard things. You got somebody to talk it through and you're right. And we're not judgmental. We're not like, there's nothing, you know, we're just kind of there to cheer them on and, you know, glad that they decided to make that decision to go forward, which is a hard decision for some people. Absolutely. I actually have people in our house. Right. And like you said, for the trust thing, that's why I always meet my clients first. And I say, before they even hire me, I like to meet them or at least talk to them on the phone or video call, because I always say, I may not be the great fit for you they have to be able to you know talk to me and say yes I want this person in my home and I want to work with her and it, and if it's not a good fit then like that's okay you know there is a lot of us out there that is the best fit but if even myself if I'm not comfortable with the client I'm working with I may not be as straightforward or do you know what I'm saying like I may not be um not that I wouldn't be honest, but I, I may not be, uh, it'll be tough for me. So if it's tough for me to communicate with a client, it, it's just not going to work. Right. Absolutely. So, yeah. So what really... is your favorite part about organizing? I love, love the, the consultation. I love meeting the client for the very first time and, I, um, and hearing their story. Everybody's got a story and I love hearing their stories. And, um, and I can almost like in my head as I'm talking to you, I can almost start, you know, coming up with different ways that I think that uh, they're going to be organizing. So a lot of times it's not about the stuff, right? It's all about life that's getting in the way of, you know, trying to deal with their stuff, right? So we, so there's always those those um, background stories, those kind of uh, obstacles, whether it's physical or mental or um obstacles in the way those are the ones that you got to get to before you can really start setting systems for them and, and getting through so it's that talking getting to know them uh finding out why they want to do this the reason um um and that kind of stuff so that's 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 my favorite part and they, it's like a puzzle right like you go in there like with a blank canvas well not usually blank because there's a lot of stuff but it's like that you know <laughs> you're coming up with new systems and new ideas and i'd love to that's my favorite part yeah. Mm -hmm. So getting to the root of why someone yes. is, is cluttered and, right. you know, it could be that they had an illness and they let mm -hmm. something get out of control or they had a mm -hmm. divorce or they just simply had children and they had no yes. idea how to deal with all of the toys that came along with children or they downsized. Yes. Or sometimes I have, I have a client who upsized and okay. just her house is, 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 you know, it really, she feels that her house is very chaotic because yes. she has so much space and it's almost right. too much for her. Um, and so the kids, the kids toys have risen to meet the challenge <laughs> of the home. <laughs> That's it. Too much space. You end up filling it. Yes, for sure. Yeah. So talk mm -hmm. a little bit more about some of the other root causes of, um, clutter what kind of challenges are our clients face yeah um yeah I think a lot um I do deal with a lot more of like 55 older clients so so you got in that kind of um area we you've got anywhere from you know finally the children have moved out of the house and they have this stuff and they have these children stuff 
And they're like, well, you know, I don't want to give it away because I got to ask my son or um, he wants me to store it here for them. Um, and then you're also getting into that stage where you're starting to think about retirement, like 60 or something, you're kind of in the future, but then you're in that middle stage, right? So you got your adult kids coming up and then you've got um, your parents pass away and you've got inherited their stuff. That's, I find that's, that's a huge thing. You kind of squish, like they say that sandwich thing where you're squished with, you got their kids that, and you're just like, no, I want my own space now. You know, right. I want to be able to be productive. And then as, and that age too, they want to start things, new things they want to do in, or go back to things they used to love that they never had time for. So they want the space to be able to do that. They, they want to be able, the uncluttered stuff because life is hopefully getting easier for them. Right. But then it just seems like they can't move forward because of all this stuff that and a lot of times that is other people's stuff now that's that's just one situation obviously there is people who have accumulated who have had um yeah i find health problems have really um really a challenge for people because especially people who have used to be able to um I, i find what's interesting is a lot of my clients when i go into their space and i talk to them they really do you think on an organized mind, but they're just that, that just everything else um, is hard on them. So they, they actually get really um, depressed or, or um, unmotivated because they think I used to be able to do all this stuff. Why can't I do it anymore? I used to be organized. I used, you know, and I think that's even like it, it, there's all these feelings that come with that. There's guilt and there's, you know, angry at themselves for getting this way and that kind of stuff. So um, again, that's why I love to just go in and just let them know that, I, hey, this is okay. This is normal. Let's, you know, you're moving forward and, and that kind of stuff. So, yeah. Um, um, I find that a lot of my clients are perfectionists and yes. you wouldn't think of a cluttered person as being a perfectionist, mm-hmm. but the way that it works is that they want the best solution. And so they don't do anything until they have that best solution. And so in the meantime, things pile up and they don't make any decisions because they're really in a stalemate. It's a mindset shift that they need to make. Exactly. Exactly. Yes. That. that yeah, that's it. That's that's very true. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and I, I find that perfectionists too, if it can't be perfect, then they don't do anything. So it's almost like, well, if I can't get it the way I want, I'm just going to not think about it. So talk a little bit more about the sandwich generation. I'm fascinated by that because, um, you know, I have a I have a personal story at uh, about 11 years ago, my mother passed away very suddenly. And so I was raising small children at the time. And so I had everything that I had with small children and then I had to clean out her house and I was in grief. So I took all of her things and put them in my house. Yes. And so it's taken me years to divest myself of most of my mother's things. And, you know, I was, I was lucky because I was 30 at the time, um, you know, instead of 50, but Mm -hmm. Um, I felt like I was part of that sandwich generation. Oh, absolutely. It's the sentiment with the things that you can't, um, like you say, like you say, I'll just put it where until I'm ready to deal with it. Right. And some people can be ready to deal with it in months. Some people it's two, three years. I was dealing with a 
client who was engaged. She was 65. She found an old high school sweetheart and both had been widowed. So they were moving in together. And there was boxes of her husband that had passed away 10 years ago. And um, she still couldn't do it. Even when she was ready to move on with another gentleman, he knew it was hard on her. But even his shoes, all that kind of stuff. So that was a real challenge to talk her through um, giving it away. But the thing is, too, we don't, you don't have to give everything away, right? So that's where you kind of talk them through whether what is important to them. And if they want to keep, that's fine. If they have the room to keep stuff, but you don't have to keep everything, right? So everything, that's my mom's, so that's sentimental. But when you talk through the each item, they're not, it's really not. Right? right. It's just like, you know, a sweater she used to wear. So it reminds her of, it reminds um, them of her. Right. So that's a piece of clothing. You know what I, I mean? find I find that if you keep too much stuff, that if you have so much sentimental items, that nothing is sentimental anymore. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. 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 It just becomes that stuff you don't want to touch. <laughs> you don't need not, not even to know a reason why. And um, yeah, so so how can we work through sentimental clutter? Because that is something that so many of my clients have. And I had a client come to me just recently. I was giving a workshop and she said, the problem with me is that everything is important. Yes, yes. Um, I usually go by, if they really think each item through, um, I almost say like, it's almost like the, the awe factor. Like, you know what I mean? Like if it really pulls at your heart, like let's say for children's things, I always say that if it um, is something that they, um, like when your children's make you something from school, sometimes there's generic things that the teacher makes everybody sign for Mother's Day, that kind of stuff. I say, keep the things that your children wrote themselves from the heart like I love when you take me to McDonald's for chicken nuggets or like, you know what I mean that kind of thing that came from them as opposed to just something generic that the teacher made them make right same with cards if it's a card that says like from your son who says you know I love you mom or something like that or just actually just sign your name um do you really need to keep all of those Right. So it's you really kind of you say that you're sentimental about everything. But when you take each item on its own, you dissect what the sentiment is. Right. Mm -hmm. Like um, and really, is it a sentiment as in my sister-in-law gave it to me? I don't really like it, but I feel really bad because she you know what I mean? Like she passed away. Right. But they don't like the item, but they want to keep it because they feel bad. How can I give this away when she gave it to me? Um, so those types of things that you really just have to really talk yourself through. Why are you keeping it? I like that. Doing the in the item individually, one by one, because some people will look at the collection and say, oh, I have to I have to keep this. You know, these are these are my mother's China. You know, this is my mother's China and I right. have to keep this because it's my mother's china and we used yeah. to eat off of it every thanksgiving and that's so important 
Um, but you know, maybe, maybe you keep one dish. Right. And I and think a lot of things it. too, if it is a sentiment to them, right. But you have to be, you have to think of, um, what is like, is it in a, in a storage room, in a box uh, stashed away into the storage room that you probably won't pick out for the next five years? How sentiment is it to you? Do yeah. you understand what I mean? Oh, absolutely. Like, absolutely. And, and, and I say that to a lot of my clients too, about um, the good stuff that they have in their house, like going back to like even China, like just digging deep into that. Like if I have, I have wedding China and I have decided to start using it more frequently because I want my kids to have a memory of us using that China. Oh, okay. That's yeah. I, I see what you mean. Yeah. I see what you mean, like to keep to, um, and again, pictures is the thing, right? They, if, if there is something that is what we call like, you know, using good real estate. So keeping all that China, is that use, is that affecting your, um, storage area in your home? Like if you don't have much, right? So it's, um, you have to weigh the why while you're keeping it against do you have the room to actually keep it um and keeping china's hard because it's um yeah there is a sentiment to it like but a lot of times years ago like my mom has like a serving of 12 we don't need 12 right so yeah so just keep four right setting of four right. so you still have it um yeah, it's it's um, it's so individual. It's really hard to talk about like different um ways of doing it because everybody has a different reason for for keeping things. But usually, uh, death is probably one of the hardest. Yeah, to I, yeah. Uh, to 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 deal with um, the sentiment type of things. Absolutely, you know, and mm -hmm. I find um, you know, children's stuff also brings a lot of sentimentality. Oh, absolutely, yes. Yes, yes. You know, um, these, it this does. The tub it, of clothes that my son wore, and I'd like to pass this on to you, kind of thing. Yeah, and you know, I hate to say this, as having an adult children, I have two adults. One's thirty three, the other one's married, and she's thirty twenty eight. They they don't care. <laughs> they don't like. I said, look at. I kept this from, and they like to look at it and say, oh well, that's cute. And then they they're like, well, we don't really need to keep it, mom. You know, so a lot of times it's the mom that has the problem. Not it's not when they're keeping. When I say that, when they're keeping things for their children, right? And a lot of times, if I do seniors and they say, "Well, the, I'm gonna, I'm keeping that because I want to give that to my uh, grandson when he, when I pass," and I always say, "Well, why don't you give it to them now?" You know, if there's something of sentiment that you want to, um, you want to give to family members, do it now. Like when you want to give something to somebody and see their face at receiving it. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I love that to, idea. Yeah. That's so, you know that's I mean? so much more special. Yeah, exactly. And um, it just, it makes it, it, and then you get rid of it knowing that it is a good place and you can move on. Right. But keeping them for your kids, when you pass, then you're actually um, keeping it there and keeping that sentiment around, right. And not allowing you to, move forward and get free space for yourself. So that's kind of a challenge too. Excellent. You know. 
So mm-hmm. what is your what has been your biggest challenge uh, as a, a professional organizer? Um, you know, what is I mean, you know, obviously we have um, privacy respects and things like that. But, you know, if if you've walked into a house and what what is what's your challenge? Well, of course, um, of course, I've gotten really good at it. But, you know, we do go. I have done hoarders and things like that. So, I mean, I've gone into many situations that are bad and it's it is a challenge to just like straight face we're here for you and I'm totally supportive of them but you know sometimes there is places where you go and it's the smell is really bad or you know if there's sickness in the house and things like that um they a lot of people um who are chronically disorganized and things sometimes are not good at housekeeping so you know you get you get to um kind of have to overlook all that stuff that's there because you're there for the person and you drive for, for helping them forward. So that, that is, can be a challenge. Some of the uh, um, um, situations you walk into it, it, and, and some break your heart, to be honest with you. you know what I mean? So, yeah. So it's kind of like, okay, no, can't be. Um, and when you work with somebody um, who has a lot of clutter, it's usually a long process. Sometimes it can be months, sometimes it can be years that you work with them. So again, keeping, um, we, most organizers, I know, I, I'm, I'm sure you're probably one of the two, like we're doing it to really help people. Right. So you can get attached, which is a challenge. Um, cause you, you know, you really feel for these people and you get into their lives and, and what people share sometimes is quite surprising. Um, you know, that kind of thing. So that can be a, quite a challenge too, is just, um, being there for them and being compassionate and that, but kind of, you know, not enabling them at the same time. Ah, absolutely. And when you say enabling them, you mean like enabling the the, cl- the clutter? Enabling the clutter, yes, because they're always making excuses, right? So, and you know, and a lot of these people have very good reasons for being the way they are. So it's, so you tend, you know, um, to say, okay, well, don't worry about it. We, you know, we won't push that today where sometimes, you should really push because <laughs> you know that you've worked on this for a long time. So, okay, now it's time to deal with it, but to be able to do that, you know, nicely and compassionately, you have to sometimes back off and yeah. So that, that um, is what I mean by enabling them. Yeah, absolutely. Cause I've been in it 18 years. So there's a lot of people I've still, you know, kind of go every once in a while, you know, for the last 10 years, uh, I will, you know, help them and, or if they, you know, because in the last 10 years, there's different challenges. So I might not see them for two years. And then all of a sudden, oh, my gosh, my parents, you know, uh, just moved in or whatever. So then they're always calling me back. So that's nice. Nice to have those relationships. It obviously means that you're doing something very good in their homes. Yes, exactly. And and, and it's a lot on how they work with you, too. Yeah. Excellent. Mm -hmm. Well, so I'd like to finish up by asking you my questions that I ask everyone. Um, all of my guests. So the first one is, what is your greatest accomplishment? And it can be personal or professional. Okay, right now, my greatest accomplishment is um, last August, I published my first book, which is an organizing book um, about, and actually it's a, it's a book about, um, I like I spoke today about how I love to go in and assess people. And I, and, and I realized that Every person I go into, even though the situation is different, my assessment of how I 
go through the process of what, finding out what the problems are, um, you know, kind of helping them see a vision of what they want it to be like. And once they find their vision, it's usually easier to make decisions on what to stay and what to not, because if it doesn't go with their vision, then why keep it? Exactly. Like that's kind of what, how I uh, work with my clients. So this book is, um, it actually has worksheets and stuff too, so that they can go through that process themselves. So I teach them how to do it. And then anytime they have an organizing process, they can kind of do that process through their head or through a worksheet. And uh, it just helps them to have that way of thinking. Because I know a lot of times clients will say to me, um, they, I'll meet them, you know, a few year or two later and they'll go, oh, I did my garage. I was so excited because I thought, okay, what would Adele do? And then, but going through the steps that I go through with them, I teach them those steps, right? So they're kind of, okay, Adele makes me do this first and do this. So they can do it on their own, right? So, okay. I mean, that's what we're there for, to teach them how to, right. to organize. Because, you know, we we... We all go through, even myself. I mean, like I said, I have five people and I always joke and say I was my first client because I had, you know, two children. I was working full time. My husband was full time and my son, my oldest was um, ill. So he was in and out of hospitals and I'm trying to keep, you know, so I just thought I was just naturally just disorganized and that's just the way I am. So why get upset about it? I got too many things to think about. And, um, and then I had lost my job and started, um, looking for, you know, do I go back in the medical field? I don't know. And mm -hmm. um, my kids were still young. And so I found on the or on the website, do you want to be a professional organizer? And I'm like, I started laughing. I thought, I'd like to, but I don't know. If I do it. <laughs> so then I, I decided, you know, if I could help myself, you know, then, then I can go help other people to do it. So, yeah. So I always say I was my first client. I just learned everything I could. I joined uh, professional organizers in Canada. Um, so you know, just getting the support from other organizers and that is kind of NAPO, I think in the States. And yeah. Um, yeah. So it's, um, it, yeah, it was kind of one of those. And that's why I think I'm so passionate about you know, telling people they can do it because I did it. You know, That's great. Yeah. And um, what is your favorite book? Well, I just happened to read <laughs> <laughs> Plug your book, Adele, plug it. <laughs> well, I wrote a book and I actually love this book. Um, it's called Get Organized for Life, Seven Steps to Take You from Chaos to Clarity. So basically, clarity is a is a seven-step, um, uh, what do you call it, seven-step program to do it. But really, um, so what started me is um, Judy Morgenstein was the first book I ever wrote, read like 18 years ago when I started organizing. And I still uh, reference new organizers to 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 read her book because she has um that's kind of where you learned the actual process of organizing and this you know the steps to to sort and to, to you know donate and to assess and to maintain and all that kind of stuff so uh, any of her books are really good for um people who want to get organized Wonderful. and of course mine and of course yours. Yes, absolutely. Well, I'll link yours and Judy's in the show notes so people can find yours. Um, and then what is your best organizing tip? The best organizing tip is as simple as like with like. <laughs> Just keeping like items together, whether it's a category. Um, what I like to say, okay, so people, when we organize, um, clients a lot of times we don't have the time to make it look pretty right to be honest with you if I have five hours and I got a large room to do 
all I can do is sort it, organize it, and come up with systems. But to actually like, um, you know, put everything alphabetical order or whatever category you want it, that kind of thing. It's it's really hard to um, take. Do you know what I'm trying to say? Like trying to be really specific if you wrote in a short period of time. So um, a lot of times I say to people, if you put like items together, so all your paperwork together, you know, uh, like items would be all your books together. If you're in the kitchen, then you would have like all your coffee stuff together, all your baking stuff together, that kind of stuff. Then it may not be um, totally organized in that one area, but you know that if you need something baking, that's the spot you go to, right? Do you, do you understand Absolutely. what I'm trying to say? Yeah, yeah like it doesn't have to be perfect, but at least it has to have one area. This is where I keep this. And then I have lots of tips, actually. But that that's my favorite one. Obviously, that's what's organizing all about. Keeping within either the same category or the same product or whatever it is. Um, so and then make and then another big. Can I say another one? Yeah, please. <laughs> Let's tap into no, your wisdom. It, yeah. So and I think. The biggest thing I I discovered while I was along my journey is um, I remember I was working with a gentleman who was very, very ADHD, and um, I didn't know a lot about it at the time, so I did a lot of reading and stuff. And the one thing that came out of that that I now say, you know what, I try to use it on every single client, is every system you create within your organizing is should not have any more than two steps. Meaning, if you... If you, okay, let's just say something simple as a tool. So if you have to get, um, you know, a screwdriver or something like that, and you are doing a job and you got to get this thing done, getting to it is fine. If you have to go in the garage and go underneath, you know, on the second bin, and then you got to get your tools, right? So you get them, but putting them away, you're not going to do it, right? You know, you'll put it on the counter and say, I'll get to it later, right? And that's where clutter starts. So if you can't put your, uh, your, item home within two steps, then you probably are not going to do it. Do you understand what I mean? Absolutely. So then it becomes, let's do it later and we'll put it on the dining room table. And then the next thing you do, you're just like, well, I'll put it on the dining room. I'll get to it later. I'll get to it later. But if it's easy to put back and you just say that one or two steps to do a system, then um, it's same in the kitchen too. Everything should be that you do should be like kind of one step away. From where you where you need to do if you're prepping then all your prep stuff should be there because then you just put it away later and it just you know it usually doesn't get done and i always <laughs> say if you have kids it's busy. yeah and i always say intuitively think intuitively like you know if your um coffee mugs are with your coffee maker that's you know whereas if your coffee mugs are clear across the kitchen that's not intuitive that's not where you would look for them first Exactly. And when I organize clients, I do that when they don't know what to do or create a home. I always say to them, what's the first thing that comes to mind? Like, especially when you're paid, let's say, filing your papers, right? So you might have your auto insurance. What's the first thing? If you need to go look for your auto insurance, would you go under a category that says insurance or would you go under a category that says auto? Right. Would you go A right. or I? Yeah. So, and it's, but it's the category, right? So it's, so, for me, I like to keep all my auto stuff together. So if I have something with anything to do with the car, whether it's auto insurance, repairs, um, anything like that, I go to my auto file. But somebody else says, no, no, I like to have, oh, I'm looking for insurance. So I want my house insurance, my 
you know, so it's all, it's all in what you, and, and usually, like you say, intuitively, what is your first thought when you look at something? Mm -hmm. And that's where you should put it or where you should, yeah, put them together. So that's great. So okay. how can people get in touch with you? Well, I, I do have a website. It's um, www.chaostoclarity.ca. And I am, you can find me on Facebook, Instagram. What is your yeah. Instagram handle? You're going to ask me that. Um, Adele Chaos, to, at Adele Chaos to Clarity. I, I'm, I apologize. Two is spelled for Instagram. It's Adele, two as in T-W-O, Clarity is for Instagram. Wonderful. Well, I'll put all of that in the show notes. I'll make sure that I find everything and link it in the show notes so that people can get in touch with you. Oh, I appreciate it. Thank you. Of course. Of course. Well, this was a wonderful conversation. Thank you so much for your time today. You're, you're welcome. Thank you. This was fun. I, oh. I enjoyed it, especially being with another organizer. I, you know, we have a certain kind of language right. and we, you know, we, we all have the same kind of goals to help our clients. So it's nice to talk to somebody else who has that same kind of goal. Exactly. And I think, I think it's important for people to know all over the place. I, I've met or talk to organizers from all over the world. And we all have the same goal. You're right. You, we're, we all are, you know, um, no matter where you go, if you hire an organizer, you pretty well get the same kind of personality. They just want to help. And, and uh, yeah, so that's great. Yeah, we actually are quite lovely people. We are. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks so much for joining okay. us today. And everyone. thanks for listening. I hope that everyone enjoyed this conversation. Please look up Adele on the interwebs and um, reach out to her. She does do virtual organizing. So would love to connect with you. Thanks very much for listening today and namaste. Take care. Thanks so much for listening today. If you enjoyed this episode and want to learn more, join my free and private Facebook group. In it, I offer exclusive content and unique ways to work with me. It's like having access to your own personal professional organizer. The link is in the show notes to so join today. See you on Facebook.